Welcome into Baltimore Sports Today for Wednesday, April 3rd, 2019. This is episode 435, and I'm Zach Well for Report.com. Jab, for some reason I had a hard time with the year. I don't know why I was struggling. I was like, 2000, what year? 19, that's the year that it is, 2019. Yes. Just remember Tony Gwynn, uh, number 19 in your heart. Uh, that's that's the way to go. Uh Zach, the reason why, I'm sorry, I, I was I couldn't hear you. I was actually going to my Orioles uh, membership and updating for the World <laughs> Series tickets. Zach, as, as, Preserving as your playoff package yeah. now. Yeah, I'm, no, 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 not, no, no, not, no, I'm sorry, not playoff. Zach, you heard me. I said World, World Series, Series. Yeah. tickets because yeah. Uh, something's going on, Zach. I and you and I have kind of gone back and forth a little bit. And uh, by the way, hi, I'm Jabby Burns. Zach, yes, that was the worst intro us. ever. Sorry. Uh, we're, we're here. Uh, we're back. It wasn't just a one and done with the MLB show, which by the way, big, big ups to our boy, Patrick Guthrie, who that guy's got so wealth of knowledge, doesn't he? I mean, just <laughs> I love talking there. to Patrick. Oh, I just love it. He's so good. Um, but Zach, we were talking about it. We were talking about how we were going to turn this into a Mets podcast. And yes, the Mets are off to a nice start, right? <laughs> yeah. But let's be frank. Is there a more surprising start than what's going on with your baby birds? Yeah, well, I mean, to me, the, the ALE standings is exactly how we all predicted, right? Uh, Red Sox at the bottom, uh, Rays and Orioles up at the up at the top, and um, Yankees kind of right there in the middle. That's 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 how we saw it shaken out, I think, when we did our our prediction show, right? Yeah, something like that. Uh, we did. None of us had the birds. <laughs> no, none of us had a even had them as a potential. We did. We do like a sleeper bit or like what what could happen type thing. We did bold predictions. Bold predictions. All kinds yes. of fun stuff. No, yeah. no, we get none of that. I don't. I don't think we had David Hess being taken out. You know, going into a no hitter. <laughs> hey, hey, don't jump the gun. I want. I want to get right. to that. Not now. Okay. I want to get to that. But I have to say. It's it's worked out very nice for two reasons. One, just the whole schedule thing up in New York, the expectations, the, the way that opening day went up there and how, as, as you text me, it's just Joey Rickard know which arm to throw the ball with, <laughs> which is one of my favorite texts that I've got so far. This what year. was that throw? It was terrible. No, it was, but it, it, it's just interesting. And so everybody thinks the next couple of days, you know that I follow Vegas, Zach. I, I do. Some of our one of nines know that. The 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 numbers over the weekend in New York were so astonishing to me for a second to third game of the year. Um, th- let's just put it this way: you'd have to put four hundred dollars to win a hundred on Saturday to get uh, money back on the Yankees if you took the Yankees. Wow! Okay, so four hundred dollars would pay you a hundred back. Okay? <laughs> wow! And they thought, oh well, the Orioles got a lucky one. No chance they can do it two games in a row with the opener that they had there. <laughs> We're go ahead and make it four fifty to one <laughs> on. So if you grabbed your birds on Saturday and Sunday, and if you also had non Kentucky Duke, if you had Kentucky and Duke both losing <laughs> on Sunday, you were feeling pretty good about yourself as the underdogs came out of nowhere. You want to just add in the fact that the Red Sox took were, were getting pounded up in the um, Great Northwest. It was a quite an interesting weekend, um, just in general for the underdogs. Wow, Matt, that's that's crazy, crazy. In, in terms of our Orioles, forty-seven and one fifteen last year, right? I had to I had to go back and look. So, forty-seven and one fifteen, obviously finishing last place, sixty-one games back. If you go to Baseball Reference, they they really break down a season really well. So, days in first place, right, for the Orioles last year. 
one day. That would be the first day of the year. Thursday, March 29th, one day in, in first first place. Biggest lead they ever had. It says never led. Uh, let's see. Most games over 500. That would be one on opening day, Thursday, <laughs> yep. March 29th. Yeah. Jones most, walked it off. Most games under 500. That would be 69. Uh, longest winning streak. That'd be four games, which they've they've already matched here in uh, in 2019. <sighs> I know what year it is. Yep. Uh, longest losing streak, nine games. I bring this up because um, I'm trying to figure out what the heck's going on right now, Jeb. Uh, <laughs> I I you know I obviously it's a small sample, and um, I still think the Orioles are are going to be one of the league's worst teams. But how are they? How are they winning right now? What have, what is happening? How have they taken two road series to start the year? What's your theory? Uh, to, to be frank, I think that the first of all, I think they got a nice soft schedule. I think Toronto's going to be awful. I mean, based on what I've seen, pitching they're going to be okay. Their lineup is really young. I mean, they really are young. They they um, yesterday dropped uh, Kevin Plar out to the um, the Bay Area to San Francisco in a deal that I'd still to this hour don't understand on both sides. I think San Francisco is in that middling thing where they mm-hmm. I don't know where you want. It's kind of what the Orioles were almost right in, a, a year ago where you don't know what you're doing. Are you you going young? Are you right. trying to make a run? You know that kind of thing. Um, I think Toronto knows that they're going young. At least they have a pretty good idea. So I think it's been a good start there. Obviously, Toronto – listen, David Hess is fine. Andrew Kashner w- w- was good the last couple nights. But let's not pretend that that lineup isn't – You know, we're not, we're not dealing with some crazy lineup here, right? Sure. So the Yankees series also just kind of worked out. The weather, I think, played a little factor into it. I think the, the, the Orioles were going to win one game there, right? So they were going to be able to put Hyde in the in the shopping cart, pour beer on them, and do the whole <laughs> bit in Yankees. What did you think of that? I – it's fine. I mean, this team, like, listen, I, like I told you, I think this is extended spring training, basically, for this <laughs> team. So anything they get, and you know what? This guy's first win. I mean, take yeah, what you want about big him. Deal. We'll, get it, we'll get into him, but he deserves that, right? I mean, yeah. it's not like, and this, if that's what they're doing nowadays, it, it, I'm guessing Buck probably didn't have that same type of deal when he got his first win. But <laughs> I don't recall that. You get it, right? You got it you get <laughs> somehow. And this is the way the kids are doing it. And by the way, there's no major leaguers for real that, that have any type of personality in this team. So how are they supposed to know? Because Chris <laughs> Davis clearly didn't come up with that. Cash was the only guy with any type of personality on that team at this point. And, you know, Mancini seems like a pretty chill dude. So they had to figure something out. And I think it was great. So they get that. And then I think Sunday worked out just exactly kind of the way it happens, right? I mean, there's the three-hour rain delay. And the coast kind of games. I don't care. J.A. Happ, the Orioles have had pretty good success against him. And it kind of worked out. They hit a three-run bomb and just kind of got off. And what's interesting to me is two things. One, they're playing really good defense. Like, they're, they're, they're actually playing really, really good defense. And they're getting kind of ti- – it's going to sound really odd. They're getting timely hitting. Like, they're getting – guys are on base, and, and they're moving them along, and, and they're doing things differently. We're stealing bases there – they're, they're moving up on things. They're, they're anticipating the play. And it's kind of something that I think Oriole fans have been trying for a long time. It's just a different way to play. And listen, Astro Ball might be here to stay. <laughs> Is this – so you know how when a, a manager gets fired in the middle of the year? Yep. They bring in the new guy. And even though the team was terrible, you see that, that surge, right? The same yep. players, new manager, you see that surge. Obviously, that's not – what happened in Baltimore? This is a much different team than than the team last year. Not just because it's a different manager, um, but I can't help but think back to 2010 when Buck Showalter took over uh, for the Orioles. The Orioles 
ended up finishing that year uh, in last place in the ALE, 66 and 96. But when he took over, 34 and 23 was how they finished. I mean, they were they were above 500 the rest of the way, 596 team. Um, is that part of the factor here, right? Like that new manager, new GM, bunch of guys that even people that have watched this team their entire lives, uh, me, uh, don't necessarily know who are on this roster. Um, is that a factor at all in this situation? I love that you brought that up. Remember that year, Brian Roberts, who who got the base hit? Somebody got the big, who got the big hit at the end of the year to knock the Red Sox out of the playoffs? Uh, Robert Andino, wasn't it? Andino, remember? And how big, oh yeah, that's right, Robert scored. And how big of a deal that was. Orioles were 500 games out, whatever it was. But they knocked them, because the Rays, remember that whole day, the Rays got, like, knocked the Yankees out. It was just one of those, like, magical nights. But I think that, that was 2011. That. 2010 was the partial year that he that oh, he the took over. Year. Yeah, right, yeah, right. right. But yep. still, it was building in that, and, and I think that what you're kind of saying is that these guys are trying to impress. They have a whole clean slate. It's a whole new thing. We're trying to impress this guy. We're trying to do everything we can. We're basically fringe major leaguers, right? I mean, there's guys on this roster that are major leaguers, right? But not probably the least amount of any team. Right? <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. No, you're right. You're right. Roster. I mean. Everybody's kind of holding on. Everybody's kind of kind of understands that if you're 40 on this roster, uh, on the 40 man roster, somebody could come and take your spot in a heartbeat. They're flipping guys. I mean, they flipped a guy yesterday. They flipped a catcher, gave him to the, and got some cash back. Like, they're, they're this roster is so fluid. Um, I think that's what they're at. And I think right now they're just playing. It, it's bad as it sounds. They're kind of playing, like I said, extended spring training. They they really are just kind of going out there. They don't know any different. They don't know they're terrible. That's the thing. Like. <laughs> Baseball players go out there and they they're not those guys they might read stuff and they might think that we're you know we're supposed to pick last or whatever. Most of these guys don't know. They're just trying to make you think Richie Martin knows <laughs> what, the, what the Orioles projections are on Pakoda? <laughs> Pretty sure he doesn't. Okay? I, I'm just saying, like, these guys are just actually going out there grinding it. It's actually kind of fun to watch. I mean, they I I I'll just say this. I just think they're a team that, in the end, after 162, we're going to be where we're at. And we were texting about this back and forth the other night during the uh, the Hess. Yes. And and you know, I think we have an idea as baseball fans. It's all going to average out, and good teams are going to. That's that's why I'm not going on. You know, I'm not trying to be one of these guys on Twitter making it. You know, Orioles are going. You know, I was clearly kidding at the beginning of the podcast, but it's kind of fun. It's a different way to play. And going back to what we talked about last week, Zach. They have a plan, and they're actually like clearly sticking to it, which I think goes to what happened a couple nights ago with Hess. They're clearly going to stick to this plan. They clearly they, they stuck to it last night. I don't know who the guy that played second base. I have to be totally <laughs> frank. I'm not sure. But you know what he did in his first at bat, Zach? He laid down a bun. <laughs> Something we haven't seen no. in a long time in Baltimore. Guess what? He got on base. And you know what? They scrapped together somehow a 2-1 victory and they left Kashner in on a night that a lot of people probably were screaming well it's time to take him out he got a couple guys on no they just went so it's it's the different kind of manager you have to understand it's not Buck's style it's not the Duquette this is a different regime regardless of what the results are you're seeing at least they're being consistent at least you know clearly like five games in um five games in four and one record does this change your prediction of where this team's going to be at the end of the year so far? No, but it does. I'd say this. If you, if you played the Orioles over 58 and a half, 
I mean, you have some wins that you weren't anticipating to be in with. They're going to have seven-game losing streaks and things like that. But I'm saying people out there that went and actually thought that that was an absurd number. And I talked about it on the you know the, the prediction show. That's that's a crazy number. That's a low number. I don't care who you are. It's Major League Baseball. There's going to be you know ebbs and flows in regards. You're going to win some games. But no, it doesn't change my idea. What it what it makes me actually solidify five games in is that they're going to do what they're going to do. They don't really. It's not changing their mentality. They, you know what I mean? Like they're not playing this as we're going to win it. If they get close and things start happening, do you think they're making deals, Zach, in July? If this and again, we're, no. we're looking so far down. No, they're sticking to their plan, which is to my point of the whole Hess thing a couple nights ago. Um, yeah, I haven't changed my tune either. I'm, I'm having fun watching them. It's fun watching the team that I root for win. Um, that of course that's fun. Uh, but I, I haven't, I still think this is, I texted you last night, still think this is a, a round a hundred yeah. loss team, right? Like, yes. <laughs> I, think I, about that. That's a 15 game improvement. Yeah. Oh yeah. Only place to go from last year is up. I mean, come on. Bob um, not going to get a tattoo in the back of his leg this year. <laughs> I, I promise you that. I hope not. Uh, all right. You mentioned Hess a couple times, so I want to talk about it. And you're not talking the gas station in Jersey either. I'm not. I'm not. I'm talking about David Hess, uh, Orioles Orioles starter, not an opener jab, starter, mm-hmm. throwing a no-hitter, six and a third innings. What was it, 82? Yeah, 82 pitches. Dealing. Dealing. Just yes. shutting down that that fearful Blue Jays lineup, you know? Yes. Yeah, Jesse Barfield could not hit him. <laughs> That's for your dad, by the way. He's the only person who's a Jesse Barfield. Um, we were debating this on text. Tell me about what you thought of uh, of Hyde's no, decision. No, to bring we're him not out. doing this. We're going to start with you this time. You always throw the questions. <laughs> all right, I that's want fine. you to go ahead That's and fine. get out there, Andrew Stecka, and, and you fight with all the two Twitter monsters. You where, where was Stecka on this? He was on my side, but he, he and but he's just you know he's just kind of going from that point of view. But everybody just kind of like attacked him. Now the problem is you're usually on our side when it comes to these kind of baseball I things. I am. I am. But I liked. Here's my thing. You are a you're educated. You know the game. Your analytics. You're you're all these different things. But you, for first time, I feel like got emotional, which I like. I did. I did. So um, yeah, I. I Look, this season is is different, right? This season is uh, expectations are low for the first time in a while. Um, plans in place. I'm I'm on board, but you know we talked about it on the prediction show. Reasons to watch this year's team for me, pretty you know pretty low, not high excitement level. There's not like I don't look at this roster at the major league level and say. Oh, well, you know, the, these guys aren't a part of the future. But th- this guy right here, he's the one I'm excited to see develop. Like, I, this team doesn't have that right now. You know, we talked about it with Patrick. I, I don't know, you know, until they decide to bring some guys up from the minors, I don't even know that anybody on this roster is going to be a part of the next winning Orioles team, right? Absolutely. So, perspective. Um I'm still tuning in. I still love baseball. It's still early. I still <laughs> am checking it out. And hey, the Orioles are playing well, right? So when I turn on the game uh, two nights ago and see David Hess, who I don't think is going to be a part of uh, of the bright future for the Orioles, pitching a no-hitter into the seventh inning against the Blue Jays uh, and, and the Orioles' new manager 
take him out of that game at 82 pitches. Um, and look, I understand they threw a, a few nights earlier. Yeah, I, I, I disagreed with that decision. And, and was it the right move from an analytical standpoint, from a save a guy's arm standpoint, from, from all of those, you know, all of those realistic and real things? Yeah, 100% it was. But in my mind, the Orioles are a 100-loss team this year. Uh, they're not a very exciting team to watch this year. You have a guy who's throwing a no-hitter, and was he going to get it? Uh, probably not. Probably not, right? Stop. But not I was very excited in that moment to watch it. And look, baseball is a stupid, weird game. That's why I love it. It's weird. Jab, Dallas Braden threw a perfect game, okay? Dallas Braden, he threw a perfect game. You know, you know the four Orioles. Is he on barstool now? You, yeah, I know. Terrible example. You know the <laughs> you know the four guys uh, in Orioles history who have hit for the cycle. Uh, another really hard thing you, to do. I can give you at least one of them. His name is is three point one four. Felix yeah. Pia. Felix Pia, Aubrey Huff. Yeah, I love that. Brooks guy. Robinson and Cal balls, Ripken balls, are the four Orioles that have hit for the cycle. Okay, <laughs> so I know the odds of David Hess. Joining Jim Palmer on the list of pitching no-hitters in Orioles history are pretty low. But don't tell me that it's impossible. Baseball is a stupid, weird game, and crazy stuff happens all the time. And my thing is, smart move, yes. Move I liked seeing in the moment, absolutely not. I was excited to watch you know, something happen and just let the guy lose it and then bring him out. And, and, and I'm good with that. And the part that I love about this the most, and I keep going back to this, is that you're such like usually you're just – I know. Like I, I get that. You get it. No biggie. Yep. Like you were really emotional. And listen, your dad's got emotions coming out of his ears. I loved every <laughs> minute of him jumping in the mix too because he's 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 just – you could feel his his venom coming in off the text. Like he's like, well, what does it matter? You know, Hessel never pitched for this team. Do right. we? we won't know him. You know, and I get it. That's a great fan perspective. We're all fans, right? I was a 100%. fan too. Yep. I was maybe this old man in me is, is looking at it like, all right, well, you you have a plan. This is your plan. He's not throwing a no-hitter. You said probably. That's silly that you even said that. He wasn't going to throw a no-hitter. So what were you going to wait for? Wait for him to give up a hit, then take him out, and then nobody's going to remember about this. And by the way, sure. just to be frank, yesterday, nobody remembered about the Hess thing. It started in the morning, and then nobody basically forgot. And guess what happened? Cashner went out, dealt. Like, I can't I can't believe this. I'm saying this. That he dealt, and then the Orioles I have, don't even have air quotes. The bullpen finished it up. Okay, I don't even know how to say this, but that's basically what happened. Um, and and again, and by this weekend and by Thursday when they're coming down the red carpet, nobody's going to give a crap. But my thing to this is this. He threw 42 pitches. His velocity, Zach, and there's something velo that you like to talk about and, and all the analytic boys like to talk about, is up this year a couple miles per hour, right? So which means me think – there's a couple extra pitches. Just add, let's say, three or four extra pitches into the, the ones that he threw. His pitch count was low, but it is also early April. And how often do you see that? Is it Max Scherzer on the mound? Is it no. Justin Verlander? Nope. Hell, is it Jose Barrios on the mound? No, none of these guys are on there that are going to do it. It was David Hess. And you know what David Hess should have done instead of trying to make dumb faces at the manager that's walking out there? There's probably <laughs> – 
about 10 years older than him is he should have just handed the ball to him and said, thank you, Skip, that I'm in the major leagues and thank you for giving me this start and I will hustle my ass off the mound and get in there and hope the bullpen can hold it is what he should have done. Okay. And that's what I thought that he should have done, but it's fine. I get it. He was a no hitter and it's probably never going to happen to David Hess again in his life. Yep. But in the end, the manager had two things in mind the, the rest of the year. And let's be honest, he had David Hess's interest in mind as well. Right. If David Hess comes up with some type of injury and I heard all the stuff on Major League Baseball, MLB Network and, and all the Orioles people saying, well, oh, you know, Dempsey did this, too. And it made me crazy. Well, every guy that goes for the no hitter the next couple year, next couple starts, you know, they really suck. Well, you know what? I've seen Strasburg and I've seen Scherzer and I've seen these guys come back the next start. They're OK. Right. They just didn't throw a no hitter. Right. It's not that it's not that odd. I mean, but David Hess isn't in that class. And that's what I think that they were thinking about. And guess what? If David Hess ends up in this rotation long term and isn't one of the openers zach at this point then i think david has should be pretty happy uh yeah i i mean i don't agree with with or i don't disagree with anything that you're saying i i the, i i understand that my viewpoint of this is irrational right like uh, it's it's the it's smart not, move to to knowing coming from you it's not irrational because i know you there's irrational people on twitter at during that night which Actually, I have to say, I told you this. I'm actually happy people were talking about this. I know. Uh, it's Four nice to games, see. three games into the year. Because yeah. I'm telling you, if they lost two or three in New York, this this fan base was ready to just finish. Yeah. We're we're doing a stinking podcast once, twice a week, whatever it is, because we care about this team one way or another. You know what I mean? We talk Mets too. But I'm saying like <laughs> we clearly are involved in this whole deal. People that were on there they might have just kind of gone away because everybody's so upset and thinking that this team's going to be terrible. It's baseball. And Zach, we got brought it up at the beginning. You just don't know. And that's kind of what I'm kind of would say with you to your guys, to your, to, to your argument. You just never know. And sometimes this could be a freaking awesome thing that happens in a season that's going to be dreadful. Why not let David has go for it? Yep, I think later in the thing. year, I have to be frank with you later in the year, you let David Hess go for it. If it's at home, maybe you let David Hess go for it. It's the fourth game of the year. How about we just kind of, you know, got a pretty good shot at not only winning this game. Ultimately, that's the main point. Nothing against David Hess. Who gives a crap what he does in the no-hitter type situation. This team's trying to get dubs either way. But in the end, it, I think this is going to be beneficial for everybody. And I actually have to say, I stayed up and watched that stupid press conference. Listen, I don't think – Brandon Hyde has much to say at all. I think about what I think our boy Andrew Holly and I'm going to call him out, but Andrew Holly, a contributor on the BSR, wrote me and said something like, "He sounds like an offensive line coach." I get it. He, <laughs> he's not polished like Buck. Don't compare him to Buck. Nobody's going to be Buck in those pressers. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Um, you know, my my thing is, I think it is nothing be, against offensive line coaches. I, I, <laughs> right. I think. I think it is going to be a long year. I think that um, memorable moments in this year are going are going to be few and far between. So when you have them, you should take advantage of them. And and honestly, I think the best thing for the Orioles is to lose a bunch of games this year and get a high draft pick. Honestly, like uh, honestly. So my thought was, oh, you leave Hess in too long. What happens? He gives up a home run, gives up a hit. You hand it over to the bullpen. You end up losing that game. Big freaking deal. Like big deal. What's the repercussions uh, of that? You know. Yeah, but you're doing the tank bit. Like you're doing like tank for Zion bit, though. Well, I'm not, I, and I'm not actively trying. I'm enjoying them winning. But don't you think that the the, the best way for this team to rebuild is to high, have high draft picks? I mean, hundred percent. Michael Elias is the draft guy. He he is the Absolutely. draft guy. That's why he was brought here. 
It's 162, um, Zach. They're going to get there. Trust me. <laughs> yeah. No, and and I agree. And I agree. I just you and I think your point is and we see it from different perspectives, but your your point is nobody's going to remember this, you know, the next day, a month from now, whatever. Um I I agree. Like I totally agree. We will though cuz we did a podcast about it. Yeah. I I totally agree. <laughs> But but my thought is, you know, the Orioles might not be relevant in a month, so at least it was a memorable moment in, in a season that, that proved to be irrelevant, you know? Well, you know what? Good thing is they won it. And that's they, kind of like... They in, did in, win the I game. Think, You're right. And they're building... <laughs> they're at least... That's what I'm saying. Like, at least they're building these things. And let's just say this, too. They're also winning kind of like one to two run games in in that... Their bullpen's actually been pretty, like, average, right? <laughs> like, I'm just saying, like, you kind of look at it and you're like, oh, they've won these games. And you go back and you go, well, they gave up all the, the starters have actually been, or the openers or whoever you want to call them actually are doing a pretty good job. Again, it's five games in, but they're doing a pretty good job of getting deeper into games, especially with what they had and they have all the bullpen guys that they got to use. You know, he's he's starting to kind of figure out his rotation. He doesn't know his rotation. They haven't even been home yet. They yep. haven't even gotten their locker room. Right. But I'll tell you this: they're not going home worse than two games over five hundred. Yeah. Two two winning road series. Yeah. That's what's and, happening. You know, and, and they're gonna have a you know they got a little you know getaway day game today. Um, you know we'll see we'll, we'll see what happens in that. But you know all I know is Alex Cobb's grabbing the grabbing the ball on Thursday in the oh, orange okay. carpet. And I will tell you this, Zach: for the first time, I will not be there in eighteen years. Wow. But the I have the feeling with the weather, the way the weather's kind of getting in our favor, going to be 65, you know, like going to be one of those nice days. I think uh, the Diamond Tavern and all the spots are going to be kind of hyped. And it's going to be – I'm kind of going to be missing it because I think it's going to be one of those like people are going to be like, well, can you believe – like they're going to be talking baseball as opposed to talking about – like if they were one and four coming home, one and five, right? Like or – However, it worked out, right? Like they're just they're just dreadful. Everybody can go. Well, it's this season, you know. And I, I think people still go on opening day. It's one of those rite of passages. People are gonna it's gonna be sold out. But I think when people are going like, man, this team is you know this team's pretty you know. So you're gonna have your really really hyped people, right? Your you know your guys that are just diehards and they're gonna can't do any wrong. And then you're gonna have the people are gonna be like, this team's kind of fun to watch. Like I'm even getting it on my like text party. Like this team's fun to watch. Like you know they're they're. They're doing the right things. I don't know who they are, but you get to know these guys. And it's not 1989, so everybody relax on that. But it, it's it's kind of fun. It's it, it's just refreshing coming off of what we had to go through at the end of last year. And I'm not saying it kind of quenches your thirst for all the guys that are gone. Because you can watch Adam Jones have a bomb year in Arizona right now. You can watch Manny out in, in San Diego and actually be okay with it. Um they're not here, and you just gotta gotta go with the guys you have now and, and learn to like them. And guess what? That's what happens in baseball. There's turnover, and you learn to love those guys. Yeah, no, I I totally agree. Look, could be uh, you, you could be a fan of the team down the road who at time of recording is losing to Bryce Harper's new team eight to two, uh, and and have had just a, a terrible dreadful start. But hey, they they got their booze in tonight, Jab. They got their yeah, booze they did. in. So. And then Bryce hit one to uh, somewhere in the wharf too. <laughs> So, um, you know, could could be that big picture. You know, my I'm enjoying it night tonight. I am. Uh, it's been it's been fun. I've tuned in already more than I expected to tune in. Um, I still because of the wins or what, what's the what's yeah because the, it's they're that? they've been fun to watch. Yeah, yeah, they've given me a reason to watch. Um, 
I you know still can't name half the roster. I still don't know who half of these guys are. Um, that's a little bit of an exaggeration, but uh, it's not. It's really not though. I mean, you know their names. You just don't know where those guys came from. I don't. Right? Like I don't. Well, and the lineup the comes out. And I'm like, oh, okay. You remember when we used to predict lineups, Deb? Like oh, we could we could. Uh, there is no chance I could predict lineups right now. I mean, zero chance. I can um, tell you this: Chris Davis is hitting seventh against righties, and that's about it. Well, he's not hitting against lefties, but he's playing great defense, Jeb. I didn't even know he was. He was in, I don't even know. I saw him make contact tonight, and I said to Jackson, "I was like, he just made contact. It hit the ball to center field. That was weird." I know. Um, and I hate to beat up on him. I'll tell you this: Trey Mancini looks pretty locked in. He might be a major leaguer. And I told you I was borderline Fine on him. Find a deal for him. Whole thing, but he's going to be Mullins. To me, is still a work in progress overall. But they're going to switch outfielders in and out. Joey Rickard is Joey Rickard, right? Yep. Um, Richie Mart is kind of fun to watch at shortstop he's not gonna do anything with the bat but he is really really quick his feet are unbelievable to watch if you just kind of watch those kind of like nerdy things Villar is gonna have good times he's gonna struggle i i promise he's gonna struggle the combination third base of ruiz nunez whoever else you, you kind of throw in there i, I mean it, it's what it is the catching situation they've been pretty good defensively the team's Pretty good defensively, and that's something that the Orioles have always pretty much had their their hat on. They, they kind of hung their hat on, on defense, and this team's definitely going to do that. I just think that they're going to have to generate runs. The pitching's not going to hold up for very long because of their track record and just baseball, that's the way it is. But for now, again, just enjoy it. There'll be new guys here in about two weeks. I'm just grateful that they're going to go into the home opener with a winning record, that people will be hyped up. It'll be a sellout crowd. And it'll be fun. I mean, I'm And I'm we glad. own opening day. <laughs> that, that's now, true. I don't know how it works if we're, like, not opening opening day, if we're, like, the six games in opening day. But the Orioles usually do play really well on opening day. Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens there. Here's the last thing I would like to ask you. Do you think this would be happening if the Cisco's, the Mountcastles, the Hayes, the young guys that everybody just lost their mind that they didn't make the roster were up with the team? Uh, honestly, so the question that I asked you about, you know, getting hyped for the new manager and exceeding expectations, um, I do buy into that whole thing. Like I do think, uh, you know, and I don't have any other examples or numbers in front of me besides the one that I threw out about when, when Buck took over the, the team in 2010. Um, but I feel like we see that happen in baseball every single year when there's a, a regime change. Um, so I don't necessarily think that it's the players that are up right now that are responsible for it. I just think that this team is kind of in that zone, and I, and I think it could be anybody on this roster that's that's doing yeah. that. That's my thought. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Like, maybe these players are actually – maybe they found the right blend of players, yeah, but I just I, – I think You that, think it's circumstance more than what's going on, like the 25-man roster? I do. Yep. Yeah. I do. That's my thought, too. I, I, I totally agree with you. I think it comes down to a lot of different factors. I think the New York situation, just it's it's just the way it kind of was working over the weekend. And then you get to Toronto, who I think truly is pretty bad. Well, and, and here's the other thing, too, that I think we have to remember <laughs> as we watch the Orioles this year, is to win 47 games 
literally everything has to go wrong for you, right? I mean, uh, like it is it is really hard to win Manny Machado, 47 like games. Yeah. I mean, that that is a really really tough thing to do. So Things are going to balance out a little bit more this year than they did last year. The Orioles are still, I, again, I want to I want to continue to say, yeah. still think the Orioles are going to finish in last in the AL East. Still 100%. think they're going to be one of the worst teams in the division. But you know what? 47 wins, uh, give me the over, okay? Give me the over. Yeah. Well, it's 58 and a half, but you could take the 47 and kind of, if you get that somewhere, I think that's a, that's a good number. And if you had it at 47 and a half and you have four already and you just need 40, what, 42 and you're wins, feeling pretty math, good. You're, you're feeling all right. Everyone pretty, pretty strong. But I, I like, I totally agree with you. I think that let's just take baby steps. Let's just, again, let's enjoy the process. I know this is a hacky term that, you know, Joel Embiid supposedly came up with, but it really is just, just enjoy the process too. Stop bitching about the process. This is what we have. If you don't want to get, I went this again, back to what I was saying on the, on the uh, BSR. I listened to the, the, the thing at the end, I got this on this big polyp about baseball and stuff like that. If you don't want to watch, we're okay. Like yeah. you don't have to tell us you hate baseball. It's fine. Like, just don't watch. I don't care. Right? <laughs> If you don't like this team, you don't like the direction, don't watch. It's okay. There's sure. a lot of stuff out there. I'm telling you, American Idol is running all the time. There's so many things. <laughs> There's a reality to show for any hobby you can think of. Yep. The Caps need to win another game just to clinch. I they get do. It. There's so many things that are going on. And you know what? Just just, just relax and, and have fun. And I think that's what I'm having with this team. It's that, that approach. Just look. Enjoy it. Oh, we won tonight? Great. That's great. Okay, good. You know what? Have fun. Good for these guys, too. Like you said, Zach, they might not, none of these guys might be on this team when they're actually good. But guess yeah. what? They were the small building blocks that we have to have. And you have to have those kind of teams. You got to break it down to build it back up. Yeah, definitely. And it's, I mean, it's only a good thing for the Orioles because, like I said, I don't think any of these guys will be on their roster. But if, if they find some value in them, then maybe the, the piece that they bring back will be you know, on the roster when they win again. So, uh, so it's, it's all good. Rooting should be rooting for these older pitchers to do really well. So they get prospects. Yeah, no doubt. Definitely. All right, Javi Burns. Hopefully we'll watch a sweep tomorrow today. How does that sound? That's two in a row, by the way, Zach, that's back to back. Should we just shut it down? We should. Like, Cause we're like Cal Ripken. I mean, we've got a couple back to back, the one and nines, by the way, don't think we're not, we're not seeing that one and nines. We really appreciate it. Yeah, no kidding. Seriously. We're glad you're back. We thought that you, you know, I know you thought we died. We didn't, we were still alive. Nobody yeah, unsubscribed. Like, Thank you for that. Yeah. Zach and I got back together. We were down at Ed Smith stadium. That's always our, our meeting place. And we hatched some things there and um, we're going to try to bring as many shows as we can to you guys and um, just just have fun with it if you have any questions concerns go hit it hit zach will on twitter sounds good man uh always good talking to you my friend i always enjoy it you too pal for jab i'm zach thanks for listening to baltimore sports today enjoy your day and we'll talk to you again soon all right here we go i'm eating some jelly bellies it smells amazing <laughs> All right. If you said sour balls, I'd come through this with <laughs> All right. Here we go in five, four, three, two.